to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. So I'm doing something brand spanking new today. I'm recording the podcast on my episode and I'm also doing a video edition. Alright, so surprises are in store. I'm being bold today. Alright, so today's reading comes from the book of Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 to 42. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to the one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn and offer them the other one as well. If someone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand him over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two miles. Give to the one who acts of you and do not turn your back on the one who wants to borrow. Well, I would have you know that this particular reading, um, you know, I've heard ministers in church explain it in so many different ways. You know, they say that, um, well, when they said the strike, when when somebody struck you on one cheek, it really meant, you know, it meant something different in the old days. But we're ordinary people, right? At least I'm ordinary. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you're viewing this, I'm going to assume that you're ordinary too. So picture this. You're walking and you're having a disagreement and that person strikes you on the cheek. Will you, would you just offer them the other cheek? Would you? I mean, really, we're human, right? So what is the good book asking us to do? Asking us to not be human? Let me tell you something that happened to me. You, I might have told you about this tree, my, my neighbor and the tree, but I'm going to tell you this story again, and I apologize if I've shared this. But this is an example of, you know, what it's like to be human. So we had a, a storm um, a few months back, and we had two trees from our neighbor that just dropped, and it dropped on our property. So, of course, it was the neighbor's tree. And I said, they're going to pick it up and everything will be fine. Well, guess what? Nope, the neighbor did not pick it up. And on our wedding anniversary, guess who was picking up that tree? I had to do that, okay? So, I'm a God-fearing woman. I love the Lord. Truth be told, there's a crucifix in every room in my house. I mean, you can't come to my house and not see Jesus, you know? So so I start my day with prayer. I sing with Jesus, but I'm telling you, I'm not lying. When I was picking up those stumps of the, the tree, the big tree that the neighbor didn't even offer to, like, help us with, 
know, I didn't have love in my heart. No, I was not having these sparkles. I was feeling anger. I was so angry. I even called the police. I said, officer, I want to ask a question. What would happen if I just took these, this tree and just threw it in my neighbor's yard? I even asked that. <laughs> the officer laughed. He said, where do you live? I want to come and see this. I said, what, they don't have a lot of activity for you to do? I mean, you just want to come and be entertained? But I was mad. It was my anniversary. I wanted to go to dinner. After all, it was his tree, okay? And I was just, I was so upset. So we're human, right? Another situation. Oh, later on, the, the, the neighbor did come by to uh, give us some money to help um, pay for the collection. I said, it, it was like a, a month or so later, but that was really nice. But, and then it recently, we had a situation in our family that happened that caused one family member said something very painful, very painful to another family member. And it brought back memories, memories of my, in my childhood, pain that I thought that I, you know, that I was just, re- that I had resolved. And it, and it brought a lot of anger in my heart. Remember, people, I said, I have a crucifix in every room. I go to church. I read my Bible. I pray every day. I pray, I pray multiple times a day. But what this family member did, what this person did, oh, the pain, the pain that it brought to me, the pain that it inflicted on multiple people. You know, it was almost like an Al-Qaeda attack, you know? They don't just attack once. They like, they do multiple attacks. Like they're looking for the mass casualty and that's what this person did. Now that wasn't that long ago. So, another confession, I'm still upset. I'm still hurt. I'm still confused as to why this person chose to act this way, to inflict such a visceral wound on multiple people in our family. So, and you ask yourself, so how do you as a Christian, all right, how do you profess to be a Christian and you feel all of that? Well, guess what? I'm human. I'm human. That's the same reason why Jesus, you heard Jesus screaming on the cross because he felt the pain. It's human to feel pain. All right. So I'm very human. But I think what we, we fail to do often is that sometimes when we, when someone is going through whatever problems in their life, they're going through whatever pain and they inflict a wound, like a a visceral wound on somebody. We don't know why they're doing that. But you got to be careful. If you put yourself in close proximity to that person, what do you think is going to happen? Huh? You think that person is just going to have a another kumbaya moment and just say share something beautiful with you? No, whatever problems they have, guess what? I think it's fair to say in two weeks, they probably still have the same problems and you will be a fool to go and put yourself in arm's way. Christians shouldn't be foolish. I was going to say the S word, but we don't say the S word, stupid. <gasps> All right. We have to 
be sensible. There's a wound, all right? What happens when we have surgery? If you look really closely at my neck, you will see that I have a keloid, all right? I had surgery, I had ca- thyroid cancer. So my whole neck was dissected and I'm having, um, I'm sweating now, so I'm just having my um, summer, okay? We're personal summer, okay? There we go. Ooh, so you see the keloid on my neck. And my neck was dissected because they had to remove the cancer. Well, the doctor said, when they went in, they said, oh, this is a very, very tiny cancer. We're just going to have to take, we're gonna, just going to go and nip it right out. But when they went in, guess what happened? That tiny cancer that they saw just was so large that it went all in my neck. And what they thought was going to be just a, uh, a little while, just a few hours to just take it out of my, take out my thyroid, turned into a, uh, I felt like a marathon surgery. My sister Judy was with, with me and she was wondering what happened. So sometimes we have a cancer. Some people have cancers inside them and, or problems, cancers as in problems or pain that's unresolved. And sometimes we think it's in one location or we think it's one size. And when we dig deeper, we're like, oh my Lord, this is going to take a lot of work. And we have to understand where our expertise begin and where they end, right? I am not a therapist, all right? I am not skilled to deal with psychotherapy, all right? So whatever deep problems this person may have, above my pay grade and even if I was a therapist you're not supposed to do therapy in your family members right so we have to pray the whole forgiveness process means that we don't first put ourselves in first in close proximity but to forgive somebody also means that you have to it, it takes time it takes time for you to um, to settle with the injury, just like when you, when I was recovering from my my uh, neck dissection, and it took time to heal, and it hurt. It hurt. It, the recovery was a lot. Radiation was a lot. It was a lot for me to go through. So it took time, but in time and space, I was able to come to a place where I can um, I could be healed. All right, and now I just have to monitor. So we have to do that with our relationships too. And that's what I'm doing with this family member. I'm allowing time, I'm allowing the muscles, the emotional muscles to heal. Did I forgive this family member? Yes, I forgive. Because that pain could only come from a place that I I have no idea. I have no idea uh, where it came from. So this person is really hurting a lot. So I'm praying for this person. And I love this person a lot. And I think this, you know, the second part of the, uh, the scripture really emphasizes our role as Christians, as human beings, service, helping people, being there for each other, because Christ gives us, he gives us the energy to go, to go further. He gives us the energy to stick in there, even when somebody, this is not the first time they, they, they've um, injured you and you're saying, hmm. Should I do this? Is this going to be the end? <sighs> so we take a breath as Christians. We hit our, hit our reset button. And we're committed to the process. The process of prayer 
process of study, the process of process of perseverance. You know, I love my peas. I love my peas. You know, because whatever pain, whatever struggles we're going through, Christ is that the light of Christ is the sustaining power in us that keeps us going. So hang in there. Hang in there and trust the process. But most of all, trust the creator of the process. So if you haven't yet done so, please subscribe to the Spark and have a wonderful day. Father, we thank you for the gift of your love. We thank you for giving us another day where we can see, we can look up and see the sun, where we can acknowledge you as master and king, where you have reminded us each day to keep our eyes focused on you. Keep doing the work each day and trusting in you. Father, help us to be like you in everything that we say and in everything that we do. Have a blessed day. Thank you.